let's do this. FT Live on a Monday. Oh, so much juice from the weekend. I cannot no. wait to get into it. No? No, nothing happened this week. Nothing happened this week. Not one nothing. thing. Actually, most importantly, Lorenzo Kane is back with us. And Lo Kane had one of the most special retirement ceremonies I've ever seen. And the speech absolutely stole the show because, and maybe it's foul territory appearances giving him even more confidence with the mic. He had no script, ad lib, perfect pauses and timing and emotion. And Ma was there and she came up and gave a hug during the speech. It is five minutes and it's all over our foul territory Twitter from the weekend if you want to check it out. It is beautiful. Locane, how incredible was that for you on the field with one of the better crowds too? I mean, Kansas City during that run, their fan base was so kind and so appreciative of everything that you and the boys were able to do. 100%. I, I really appreciate those fans. Let me tell you, they, they know how to show you a good time. Um, it, it was magical out there. It was special. You know, the, the love, the energy that I felt from that stadium, man. I just, I just couldn't, I just, it just overcame me with, with emotions and I just couldn't get it together out there. You know, I had so much more I wanted to say, but um, just the, the, the cheering, um, my mom, you know, all my coaches, uh, just the Kansas City Royals in general, everybody that showed up, you know, it was a packed house and um, it, it, it was awesome. And uh, for anybody, I, I just really hope that, I really wish that everyone could have an opportunity to uh, celebrate and um, have a retirement party like that because, man, that was that was some kind of special. Yeah. Pretty awesome, yeah. Good for yeah. you. Congratulations, you know. Uh, I don't know what to say because you nailed the speech. You, you, the Royals nailed the moment, as they should have. Uh, you know, they, they should have had, like, they should have had the whole team. They should have had like a team reunion or something. They like can't. Most of them are playing. No, or dude. Some of them are playing. Hosmer can't they go. They won in 15. It's yeah, like they won for 20 years. Guthrie you know, was there. Obviously, ago. Salvi's there. Yeah. And he's, I think, the only one left from on Royals yeah. still. But Hosmer's playing. Okay. Moustakis is playing. Um, Alex Gordon. Alex Gordon, Gordon was there. Oh, he was there? was there. Okay, I yeah. didn't see him. Well, look, I didn't see him. My bad. Leave it to Sorry, AJ I can't to do my bad an attendance list on who's there. Yeah. No, there there were a lot of people there. Okay. No, I know. Yeah. Was there anyone Ned, missing Ned that you missed? Ned Yost was there. Um, yeah. You know, we didn't have Holland or Wade. You know, they couldn't make it. I talked to them. They couldn't make it. But, um, you know, they wished me. We, we're in a group text, so, they, you know, they congratulated me and, and you know, wished me the best. But uh, they couldn't make it. You know, events, events is taking, you know, it's taking over their life right now. So, uh, mm -hmm. I completely understand. Yeah, and you had some former teammates that are still playing ball. Couple. Yes. Yeah. Do they send video messages? Yes, I got it all. Like I said, we're in a group text all, with all those guys. So we we talk, I feel like, almost every day. So uh, it's constant in, in this group, for sure. So yeah, we've yeah. had Lo Kane throughout the first pitch. I threw out the first pitch. Frazier threw out the first pitch. Mm -hmm. We're missing a couple. Who's next? Well, Kipnis. Brock Holt. Brock in Boston. Kip in Cleveland. Kratz in Everywhere. Syracuse. <laughs> no, Kratz going. <laughs> if we did a tour, just like Kratz hats of him going across the country to every major and minor league team that he ever played for to throw a first pitch out, he'd never be back on the show again. It's true. It'd be he'd a be lot. on tour for like 100 days. So we'll, we'll get into a few more things from O'Kane's experience in Kansas City, seeing some of the guys, some of the vets that he played with. Let's charge the damn mount because the leadoff story 
is Wilson Contreras making a move from catcher to outfield and DH. Nope, scratch that. The next day, the Cardinals were like, actually, just DH. An absolute disaster going on right now in Birdland. They are 11-24. and 24. They're in desperation mode, which we went over a couple weeks ago with Jordan Walker getting sent back down to the minor leagues, even though he was hitting 270-something, and he looked fine to me. Obviously, yeah, the power hadn't totally come around yet, but it had been a few weeks in the big. So next up, your catcher current signs a five-year, $87.5 million deal. Last year in September, Yachty, who knew he was retiring, gave a uniform to assigned uni to Contreras. And he said instead of framing it, he, he put it on. Maybe he framed it now, but he put it on and was like, this is what I want to do. I want to replace Yachty and be the next great catcher Mm-mm. in St. Louis, Mm-mm. which he was able to do for a full Mm-mm. month. He was Mm-mm. able to experience it. You don't want to do that. You don't want to be that guy. What, putting the uniform on and replacing that guy? You don't want to be the guy who replaces the guy. Well, you now want to be not. the guy. You always want to be the second guy. You want to be the guy that replaces the guy that replaced Yachty. So whoever's after Contreras, that's who you want to be because everyone is kind of, oh, Yachty was so long ago. The problem is with this whole move is, okay, they gave him almost $90 million. And the Astros, let's not forget, the Astros didn't want to trade for him last year. Mm-hmm. They said they got a trade done, and I think Dusty Baker was like, and eh, no, we don't want him. And then nobody really was after hot and heavy that much except for the Cardinals this offseason. It's telling when the Cubs, who spent some money this offseason, didn't bring him back, and there was really no interest in bringing him back. This wasn't a – really poorly hidden secret that Wilson Contreras wasn't the greatest catcher in the world. Now he's got a great arm, Mm -hmm. but as far as calling games, you talk to the the Cubs guys and, and people with inside that organization, they say, well, calling games, we'd have to kind of call some pitches from the bench. I heard we'd have to go through scouting reports constantly with them. He wouldn't remember. And that's tough. Uh, So the Cardinals go out and they spend almost $90 million in this guy and 33 games into the year. They're like, Oh, by the way, you're a DH now. And Kinzer, you're the catcher. And by the way, uh, we're bringing up another guy. And you're going to play the outfield. No, wait. You're not going to play the outfield. You're going to sit over here and learn from the coaches during the game. While you're trying to DH, you're also going to try to call the game along with them. So this whole thing is just a mess. And I feel like, listen, Wilson Contreras isn't this bad. And they're just scapegoating him right now to because they're, what are they, 11 and 24? It's like he's getting all the blame for this. And Mm -hmm. their pitching staff's not great. Uh, We We've kind of talked about that. Their, their starters especially aren't great. Their bullpen's kind of been up and down. And everyone says, oh, he skipped the WBC to focus on his pitchers. Well, let's not forget, the Cardinals' whole team was in the WBC. Gallegos pitched, Wainwright pitched, Michaelis pitched. So even though he was there, the rest of the dudes weren't there. So it's not all on him. There's a something else going on here that someone needs to come up and say, hey, listen, we need to be better, and that's – they just need to be better. The comments are on fire here, too. Uh, Daddy Padre, Mo blaming his all-star catcher, treating him like a five-year-old who's never caught ever is a wild move one month into a five-year deal. Ask AJ if Mo is as arrogant as he comes off in the media. <laughs> he goes, Mo said, we have six starters. LOL, you don't have two starters. I'm seeing a Mo needs to go. Would love to hear these chants break out in the stadium along with the booze. St. Louis deserves so much better than this clown show. I mean, people are freaking out. Jackson said, I don't know how defensive metrics are calculated, but Fangraphs has a positive number for Wilson's defense, number five overall ahead of Real Muto, Rutschman. I mean, it is on absolute fire in the chat already, knowing that we were going to get into this right off the jump. All Starland Cardinals are in a tailspin. So add all of that up, Locane, for you. I mean, you signed with Milwaukee as a free agent, actually somewhat of a 
similar deal. Imagine if you joined that ball club and then five minutes into your tenure, they were like, you know what? We're just going to DH you. We're not really liking what we're seeing about you in the outfield, even though we promised you you'd have a spot, obviously, this whole time and we gave you a ton of money for it. And that's the thing. Somebody's making mistakes somewhere. Where? I'm not sure. But you give a guy that kind of money, you know, if you, like I said, you gave me that kind of money, I will go out there and make plays on the defensive side of the ball. And he has to find a way to gel with his pitchers and, and find that chemistry, whatever is going on. I mean, the question is, who fault is it? You know, um, Yachty had this, basically the same pitching staff and he did just fine, you know, but that's Yachty. And now Contreras is here and it's like, oh, we're trying to figure things out. What's going on? Um, so that's the question. Like, who fault is it? And he just, you, they have to figure it out. He can't D8. Like, D8, that just can't happen. It's the first year of the deal. And um, finding a way to connect and, 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 and figure out whatever is going on. Because the Cardinals pitching staff has been consistent as far as I, as I can remember. So whatever's going on, it has to be figured out. It has to be corrected as soon as possible because, you know, people say it's early in the season. It's early in the season. But these games matter in September, I promise you. I want to show Mike Petriello's tweet. That's one that stood out to me talking about the Cardinals starting pitching because I've been on this since the start of this show and Mike echoed those thoughts. This is more than a little oversimplifying because there's a lot a catcher does that we can't quantify and Contreras' D has been a question for years, but St. Louis starting pitching preseason projection from Fangraphs, 20th. St. Louis starting pitching current war rank, 20th. There's at least a little... They are who they thought they were here. Danny Green. Danny Green. They are. If you want to crown their ass, crown them. Who they thought they were with their starting pitching. And the biggest problem is you dig yourself into a hole, and now we have these recent comebacks like 2019 Washington Nationals. Everyone knows the numbers, 19 and 31. Philadelphia Phillies last year got themselves in a hole. Big difference. They had absolute bulldogs at the top of their rotation. Nola and Wheeler last year to stop losing streaks and also start winning streaks, right? If you can get the back end of the rotation to show up, which it certainly did. And then you go back a few years prior, that was Strasburg's big year. He gave him 200 something. He gave him more innings that season, I think, than he's (laughs) given him for the rest of his career there, basically. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but then also Max was there. They don't have that. No, they don't. They don't have that guy that can come in and say, I'm going to go seven shutty, 12 punchies, boys score one run, we win tonight. They have soft contact guys who are supposed to get ground balls. And the defense, the infield defense is great. The problem is they're not getting ground balls. They're getting too many fly balls. And we've already talked about the outfield and how they don't know who the heck's playing in the outfield. One day it's Newpar, Carlson, O'Neill. The next day it's Walkers and AAA. Or they try this guy or they try that guy. There's not a consistent thing. The other thing people aren't talking about, Nolan Arenado. I think it's his last before he's had RBIs in three straight games. He went 19 games, I think, and had one RBI and maybe two extra base hits. So let's not forget that it's not just Wilson Contreras. It is a bunch of dudes that just aren't doing what they are supposed to be doing. Now, Goldschmidt's hotter than crap right now. He had three home runs yesterday. But Arenado, before the last three games, wasn't hitting at all. The rest of the team is kind of like, ah, okay. Because they're built on Newbar and uh, what's the other? Donovan getting on base. So Arenado, Contreras, and Goldschmidt can drive them in. They're built to score like five runs a game. That's how their team is constructed. They're not built to win three to two games. They're built to win five to four games, seven to four bludgeon teams. And right now the offense also isn't doing what they're supposed to be doing. So this is just a complete 
for me, this is just a complete organizational kind of meltdown, not just Wilson Contreras. I feel bad for Wilson Contreras because I don't feel that bad. He got $87.5 million, but I feel kind of bad because he he's taking a lot of the heat here when in reality there's a lot of guys, a lot of blame to go around. That's the thing. So getting questions like, do you notice these flaws that Contreras is being blamed for? Framing, game planning, et cetera. Well, the thing for me is when you're a catcher, as, as a former catcher, and Lorenzo, as a, you're a center fielder, and you took pride in catching everything that was hit out there, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. Like, if there was a ball hit out there, I'm going to go get it, no matter what. Mm-hmm. As a catcher, you take pride in calling the game and picking the right pitch, hopefully. Now, again, with the pitch clock and the timer, it's so fast now. You have to get a call in right away. There's no, there's not a breath to think and say, okay, what's the next pitch? We called this. And, and then they had the wristband where you were like, okay, what are, we're going to run the cover two instead of the prevent. Okay, cover three, nope, cover zero. Okay, right, with the pitch, they give you all the signs. Well, then now, because of the time, it's, all right, oh, I got to cover up my, my leg, and I got to play the video game, put in the right pitch. And it's got to happen fast. And the pitchers, for the Cardinals also, for the last 20 years, they never shook. They only put down what Yachty called. There was no think, oh, man, I got to think about what pitch to call next. Oh, no, Yachty puts on two. Okay, let's throw a curveball. That was that, right? So it was fast. He's not there anymore. And that's not a knock on Contreras, but now they're saying, well, he's not calling the right pitches. Well, I also want to hear some of the pitchers come out and say something. Like, who who went to the organization and said, it's Wilson Contreras' fault? Which pitcher was it? Was it Wayne? It wasn't Wayne, right? He's only had one start. Was it Flaherty? Was it Matz? Was it Michaelis? Montgomery? He's been all right. Which pitcher went to him and said, it was me. Or was this an organizational decision? Somebody had to say something. It's not like the organization was like, oh, man, this guy stinks. We just signed him to a five-year deal. Somebody had to go behind the scenes and say, he's not doing something right. Well, what? Who was it? Man up. Somebody come out and say it, right, Lo? Someone's going to say it. Say it to the – say it. Who was it? Steven Matz? Was it you? I'm not saying it was. Jack Flaherty? Was it you? I don't know. Yeah. Good point. Good point for me, you know, it's like you said, there's there's no one coming out and backing him. You know, I was a guy to try to, you know, be accountable for, you know, if I was playing terrible in outfield, hey, I take the blame. You know, I need to make plays. I need to do this. I need to do that better. But like you said, where did the where did the blame come from? Um, and to me, it's scary when you don't hear your teammates coming out and backing you. And that that's another question mark. So I'm unsure what what to think about the whole situation, but for me, my starting pitching, they need to come out, back me, and say, hey, over time, he'll improve. Right now, we're not comfortable with throwing to him right now, whatever the case may be. But as things go, we have to figure it out. That's why they paid him, you know? Sit down with the man, right? Yeah. Sit down with the man and say, all right, before every start, if we need to sit down for an hour and talk, and take the little quarterback wristband, put it mm-hmm. on, and write exactly pitch by pitch what you want to throw, dudes. Okay, okay, yeah. And then put in a little button. Hit the little Some button. Pitchers call their own pitchers pretty much the whole game. You now. can do that now too. If you're not comfortable, with you don't like the chairs, pitch. Just come up with it yourself. But put so, the little pitch. Come these on guys are all it. used to just not thinking about shit because Yachty can call the game better than they can. He can call the hmm. ba- game better than anyone. So why? I take offense to that. You're not in the game anymore. Okay. If you were, <laughs> if you were playing, that. then maybe I would include you. <laughs> Fine. One of the best. He was. No, no, I'm not arguing that. of all time. I, I agree. Yes, agree. So. When you do that as a pitcher, don't you just say, screw it. I'm just whatever he 
puts down there, I'm just not thinking. All I'm thinking about is executing and having a good time and playing catch with my catcher. Yes. Now, you don't have someone like that because the Cardinals also misread the room by saying, oh, Pitchcom, it's fine. We, we don't have to worry as much about game planning now. And also, oh, we don't need a ton of swing and miss in our rotation, even though now shift restrictions are going to be in play and more balls are going to get through. They misread how the game is evolving. So you're saying it's an organizational mess. It's it's there's a okay. there's a whole mess, so but yeah, it starts at the organization. Here's why. They signed him to a huge deal. Yes. And couldn't wait to sign him. And as you'll hear um later in the week with Ken Rosenthal, Ken Rosenthal and also on Fair Territory, because that show's already out on pod and it'll be out later, the video version. They had trade discussions with the A's about Sean Murphy, who right now looks like a top three catcher in the sport. He looks like the best catcher I, I in baseball give, right now. I saw course. him this weekend. That dude is a stud. He is a ridiculous stud. He's swinging he can, it. Yes. And dude, he made a throw on Saturday. Woo, boy, he was throwing out low cane by five steps. Them old knees wouldn't have been going. He would, I was, have, been, I would have been so far out. <laughs> I, yeah, want to give I don't know about that one now. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, that dude. Don't start. I mean, it was like, I want to give respect to Real Muto, but yes, yeah. no, I agree. Murphy, right now, you have to right Murphy's now, numbers up against the, anybody. He is the number one catcher, and here's the thing. Apparently, the discussion was Lars Nupar, Brendan Donovan, and a power pitching prospect. I, I didn't get the name where it wasn't released for Sean Murphy. Now, I think Ken spoke to Mo, and it was kind of like hindsight situation. Oh, yeah, they would have made that trade now. Oh, you would, well, yeah, if they, especially if they me? have Walker, because that clears up spot for Walker. That trade would have been a ripoff now. Plus, Gorman's great, and you're good. I mean, I think Gorman should be playing every day, and you're good there. And, I don't, I mean, a few years ago, he was one of the top prospects, so he's good. He'll, I think he'll be a regular starter for years to come, no doubt about it. So, Donovan's great. Yeah. But in a trade for Murphy? Are you kidding I don't me? Think they, I don't think anybody saw the offense coming from Murphy, though. That's the thing. The gold glove know. catching. He, he's, he has swung the bat well. He swung the bat better than I think people And he was the focal point of the offense last year. When you game planned last year for the A's, you said, oh, just pitch around Murphy and we'll win. Yeah. They, they didn't have anybody. Yeah. They, they don't have anyone this year. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. hindsight's twenty twenty. You're not getting Murphy. You ain't he's getting Murphy now. For life. That's for damn sure. He's a brave for life. He signed a long – yeah, and they could have locked him up for – what did he sign? Six years, $72 million? Whatever it was, it was less it than was Contreras, less than Contreras and he's younger than Contreras. So th- it's just a huge whiff on Who's so the, many fronts. I don't think the Cardinals have a catching guy. I don't think they have ever needed one because they had Yachty for 20 years. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they have like an organizational catch. What's the organization? Listen, Lo, you switch teams. I switch teams as a catcher. Everyone has different terminology. So I don't want to hear that you got to learn new terminology. It's all the same. Up and in, down and away, make good pitches, don't give me anything good to hit, but don't walk them. I mean, it's all the same stuff you hear over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more about what how you talk to the pitchers and how you learn what they want to hear and where you set up. But that's a that's supposed to be learned in spring training, but it's also you can learn that pretty quickly with a with a guy, especially the Cardinals guys. They're veteran guys. They don't have it's like they have five rookies in their rotation. They got five guys that have been around a little bit. So this should be a one-minute, a five-minute conversation. Hey, Wilson, uh, I need you to set up three inches more outside. Okay, sure. I'll, then you go in the bullpen. You say, okay, I'm here. I'm going to move three inches this way. Is that better? No, I like it. Do this. Okay, I'll turn. I'll do this. That's that's how it goes. And, oh, I don't like the pitch you're calling. Okay, 
guess what, superstar? I'm gonna give you this little machine. You can put it on your glove. You can hit a button and you can tell me in my ear what pitch you wanna throw. But if you do that, guess what? You got nobody to blame but one person, and that's yourself. You can't blame anybody else if you hit the button and you say, I wanna throw a slider, and you hang that slider and the guy hits a home run with two strikes, because they're giving up too many two strike, too many two strike hits, homers, all that. But if you do that, always remember there's no one else to blame except for yourself. So if you go, do 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 Wilson, here comes a slider, boom, hangy bangy. Guess what? It's my fault now. So that to me is a bigger issue of, I mean, Contreras is fine. He's swinging the bat actually really well. That's why they want him to DH, but come on guys. Yeah. And that's the thing. Is it, is it a trust, trust issue or I don't, like you say, it's a veteran staff. So it, it doesn't make sense because they can go like simply, you know, you're a catcher, go up and let them know what they want, what pitches they want exactly. So I don't, that's, that's what's so baffling and, and confusing about the entire situation because Veteran staff, um, they've been been pitching together for a while now. Um, I've seen the way they work together, so I don't, I, I don't, I don't know where the mix up is. Honestly, I just, I really don't know. Smart fans in the chat pointing out the Flaherty quote, which I forgot about. I mean, he basically blamed him, Jack, to the public. What did he say? He was saying the two strike approach is Wilson not there. So. Again, from his okay. last start, seven of the nine hits allowed by Flaherty came with two strikes. Mm-hmm. And then Flaherty spoke about it afterward. Two strike hits, whatever that comes down to. Whatever the hell we're doing as a staff is pretty bad staff. Way too many two strike hits today. It was like 2-1 hit, bad count, falling behind. Even if we f- fell behind, got back in the count, made pitches to get to two strikes, then had too many balls hit hard, that's frustrating throughout our whole staff. Throwing pitches that don't make sense. That is directly calling out your catcher for not making the right calls behind the plate with your pitching staff. Because he didn't even just say him. He said staff, and he said throwing pitches that don't make sense. Okay, so if you – I'm going to – I, I got to walk a, a line here as a former catcher because <laughs> my, my pro, it's your ball. If I'm the pitcher, it is my freaking ball. I got the ball in my hand. I can throw whatever pitch I want to throw. If I want to throw a damn 0-2 high heater and the catcher puts down slider, all I got to do is go, nope. And he puts down slider again, and you go, nope. And then he puts it down again, and you say, nope. And guess what the catcher's going to do? Timeout. And you go to the mound. And then you say, hey, Jack, what do you want to throw? He goes, high fastball. Then you say, okay, well, I think slider. You give him reasons. He gives his reasons. Okay, guess what, Jack? It's your ball. You win. Throw me the high fastball. Then it gets hit. Just saying. Say it gets hit. Guess what? You only got one person to blame. It goes back to that. Me. So guess what? Take the little buttons, put them on your little glove, and call whatever you want. Because I, I've always said, if you want to call the game, do it. And I caught pitchers that called. Zach Grinke in Kansas City, he calls. He, he'll look right at when he was in Houston, the famous thing. He's like, curveball. You could see him <laughs> say it. Curveball. I'm throwing a curveball. Right? There was guys, I know, there was guys we would catch with their mouth. They'd, they'd try to, like, hide it. And you'd, like, look down as a hitter, and they'd say, fastball away. They, you could see it. So, on the bench, we'd catch it, and you'd act like you're looking down, but you're kind of like, oh, fastball away. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. And then there was guys I played with 
El Duque was one. The way he caught the ball, the way he turned, was what pitch he wanted to throw next. So he was tipping with But nobody would ever notice. Gestures. Yeah, yeah. but like he, he'd catch it and turn left. It was like this pitch. If he caught it and turned right, or if he caught it, like if he grabbed his belt, it was something. It was like it was it was hard to keep up with because it changed every day, and you're like, gosh, which one, which one are we on? So, and then there was times like El Duque, I'd go out to the mound, and he'd be like, what do you want to throw? And he'd say, slider, first pitch. Go out to the mound, i turn around and get back behind the plate, and i put the slider, and he'd go. I'm like, hey, okay, what is he? So then he'd whatever, he'd throw whatever. After the end, I'd be like, hey, we talked about slider. He goes, yeah, but I thought the, I thought the hitter was thinking that, so I changed my mind when you ran back. So it's oh like, wait, gosh. wait. But that's just how pitchers are. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you can blame whoever you want to blame. Blame the catcher, blame whatever. But you got to – there's a mirror. When I was bad, you know what? I was bad. I had bad fingers today. I had, had a bad day. But it, there's also a mirror where you got to say as a pitcher, I'm not making the pitches I'm supposed to be making. You can say there's pitches that don't make sense. Well, then, nope, don't want to throw that pitch. It doesn't make sense. Okay, what do you want to throw? Boop, 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 boop. Let's play the video game. Wilson, here comes slider. Move on. Mm-hmm. But that to me, that's it. Is you know, I don't know. I'm not in the locker room every day. I'm not there every day. But that to me, it's more of a we're not making pitches and we need someone to blame kind of deal. Well, I agree with that 100%. I mean, it's as simple as that, you know, call your own game. I don't – have you ever got into it with, with other, you know, guys? Of like course. On pitches and – Of oh, course you, you do. Or... Of course. Okay. What, how, if, listen, as a catcher, I could tell you tons of stories of – why you want to throw that? Okay, well, I don't think that's the right pitch. Okay, well, why not? And then da-da-da, or they give up a hit, and then – yeah, you have words, but it's it's understand. But again, it's the pitcher's ball at the end of the day. I'm giving suggestions as the catcher. Right. It's not my way or the high. Now, the only guy I ever caught that never shook was Burley. Mm-hmm. He just was like, I don't care if I put down a if you put down a pitch and I make the pitch that I'm supposed to make. Then it doesn't matter. I mean, listen, this is crazy stuff with Mark Burley. He was a completely different animal. I mean. We would have Jermaine Dye calling pitches during games sometimes in right field. So, I mean, listen, it's a completely different thing. But if you want control with today's game, take control of the game. Put the thing on your glove. Put the thing on your hip. Put the thing under your arm like Shohei does. Call Mm -hmm. your own game, and then you take everything out of it except for execution, and let's see what happens. Do that for the next 34 games. Cardinals, see what happens. They're calling out Contreras' prep, you know, Mo said it hasn't worked out like they thought it would. It's going to require more prep, St. Louis, and essentially said St. Louis doesn't have confidence in him. Jeez, it's been a month. What prep? He's been in your Sit division forever. Sit him down. It's just, it's hard to fathom all of that so quickly. And here's my other part. So this comes out on Saturday. I remember seeing it, and the Cardinals lost again a one-run game back-to-back days to Detroit. And Detroit, I think, is terrible, but they're having a really good week. They swept the Mets, too, so I will give them that. But <laughs> um, Is that the standard now they swept the Mets? Well, no, they swept the Mets, and now they take two okay. from the Cardinals, who I don't think are this bad, by the way. No, I, no. Think the, I think there's an organizational issue that's making them way worse. Every week, we've got drama right now. Manager calling someone out, sending down your top prospect, who was like a very, very heavy favorite by many, well, not heavy, but obviously there's Corbin Carroll and now Outman's playing well. But I mean, pretty good looking prospect who was supposed to do big things and wasn't bad. And they just don't know how to put the puzzle pieces together. And then wait, ready for this slow? So mm-hmm. I, 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 this is why I love this show because you guys played for a long time. Can you imagine, right? You signed your big ass deal, you're with the team. Now they demote you from your spot. They come out and say publicly to the media, okay, Wilson Contreras, 
not going to be a catcher anymore. He'll be our outfielder and our DH. One day later, just kidding, just DH. And when they spoke to Wilson about it, he's like, DH. So I'm like, you're not on the same page. You're saying he's not on the same page with his pitchers? You're not on the same page. Unless he's calling you out or you said, hey, we want you to be outfield and he doesn't want to play outfield. How the fuck does that happen? It can't happen. I mean, that's that's like me. Hey, hey, Lorenzo, go play first base. I know we signed you to play center field. Go play first base. Go DH. It just can't happen. They have to find a way to figure it out at the end of the day. Like, your deal. What are we doing? What was, what was, I saw some quotes from Contreras about this too. And he said, yeah, they called me in and just told me. And he was kind of trying, listen, I give him a lot of credit because he kind of, he, he was playing the good soldier now. He wasn't. Contreras? Yeah. Yeah. I give him, I listen, I give him a lot of, because listen, Lorenzo, you would have had me, you signed me to a five-year deal for $90 million. Guess what? You come in a month later and you say you're moving to the outfield. We're going to have a problem. Like we're going to have, it's not going to be all roses and and candy. I mean, it's going to be like, what, like Scott said, what the F is going on here? Because I I mean, you just signed me to be your catcher. Now you want me to be DHL and you just call me in one day? And say, hey, guess what? You're not the catcher anymore, wow. dude. We, we're, there's going to be some words there for Mosellock or Ollie Marmol or whoever's making this call. Because okay, what am I? Then I'm gonna. My next thing is going to be what? Okay, what am I doing wrong? And if they just say, well, we don't like to do for preparation. Okay, walk me through what you want my preparation to be. Sit me down. And this should have started in spring training. Sit me down and tell me what my prep needs to be. What do I need to do? Because I want to catch. If I'm a catcher, I want to catch. Right. And Contreras says, I'm, I want to catch. Okay, walk me through what my day should be like. But do it privately. Say, okay, uh, he's got, th- what they should have done is said, and again, I'm not there, so I don't know. But in my opinion, hey, Wilson Contreras has a sore hamstring. He's not going to catch for three or four days. Boom. You sit him down and you say, okay, day one, here's what we want you to do. Bring Yachty in if you need to. Bring Yachty in. This is what your day and have him walk with Contreras full a day. This is what you got to do. Okay, got it. Day two, let him do it maybe. Okay, here's my day. Okay, have Yachty watch him. Okay, day three, simulate like he's catching that day. Go through his prep. Take the starting pitcher. Sit down with him like you do every day. Talk. Okay, day four. Oh, his hamstring's better. He can catch. I don't know. There's better. I just seemed like there's better ways to do this. They don't want him back. They didn't say he's taking a hiatus from catching. Well, he's they kind of said the there's no timetable. No timetable. Sure. So basically, they're saying at some point, Yachty will manage this team. We are <laughs> begging him right now to manage it this second, or at least be part Ooh. of the coaching staff. But maybe we get him for 2024 because he wants to at least enjoy a few months to himself. And then he'll be a part of this ball club and then he'll groom Contreras or he'll just call the damn pitches from the dugout himself and we'll be happy and we'll be fine because we can't live without him. When do, when does Yachty hmm. manage or be a part of this coaching I don't staff? think he will. Really? Honestly, I don't think he will. I think they're going to offer him like six, seven million dollars no, a year. Nobody offers their manager that anymore. Joe Madden had that, right? He's the last one. Nobody else. No one's even close to five anymore? I don't think so. Okay, well, Yachty's going to get five. <laughs> you think? 
if it fixes the ball club and he's calling pitches and he's running shit like he was doing for the past 20 years. So you just think that's what that he could just step in and that's it. I don't think Everything it'll hurt. I don't think it'll hurt. First, you have a whole generation of pitchers in that organization that when they're with the big league ball club, they just close their eyes and Yachty does he's everything not for them. Anymore. He's not catching anymore. Okay, but if he's in the dugout and if he's part of the club, and can he call pitches from the dugout? I thought that's what we don't want. But he could. He could give a sign, right? He could, could. just be looking over I'm at sure Yachty each time. Would, he's going to be like, mm-hmm. like they do like in high school and co- oh, in college, they get the walkie-talkie. To call this right, you can't do that from the dugout yet. You shouldn't be able to do that. I don't think it, it's the big leagues. I agree, but I'm just saying it's the big leagues. something's going to happen here. Yachty can go over sequences each time. And he has a he was a magnificent in-game adjuster, too. Because that was the other thing. I don't, I don't remember the, the exact... The thing about Yachty, Yachty pitched everyone backwards. Lorenzo, how many games did you play against Cardinals? It was, whoop, first pitch breaking ball. Whoop, yep. 2-0 breaking ball. He had guys that could do it. It worked. Mm-hmm. He had guys that could do it, though. If you don't have those guys, if I don't have a guy that can throw a 2-0 breaking ball, guess what I ain't calling a 2-0 breaking ball because I'm going to be 3-0. But they were good last year, and it's essentially the same staff. Well, they had a healthy Wayne, right, who had a great year. Yep. Yeah, he did. Michaelis had a great year. He's off to not the same start. Mm-hmm. Mats was okay. But they were, remember, they got Quintana. They were kind of floundering until yeah. they got Quintana and Montgomery. Montgomery. Mm-hmm. But they were kind of, eh, 500-ish. Oh, we made the mm-hmm. trades. Oh, boom, now we took off and make the playoffs. But it's not like they were setting the world on fire. They had a better bullpen. Their bullpen was better last year. I'm being told Dave Roberts is making six and a half mil. Oh, okay. Well, there's one. Is that like on the record? Who told you that? Mark. Oh, what does he know? You don't know. Yachty, maybe he's ready to relax and enjoy the family, you know? He's been catching for so many years. Maybe it's time to relax for a little bit. What what do you guys think? I thought that. I was like, he doesn't need to do it, though. And I was like, yeah, at some point. Maybe he comes back. Because I said, I think last week or the week before, I was like, nah, I don't see it right now. Yeah. And then Cardinals no. fans were like, really? He, just, he wants to manage. Just because the Cardinals fans want him to be the manager? Cardinals fans doesn't are mean smart. He wants to be the manager. Yeah, well, they're exactly. going to manifest Cardinals fans have been booing, it. which, by the way, best fans in baseball. Yeah, they're booing their club because they're terrible. I know, but they Are they booing the that. club or are they booing the organization? Well, you're going to have to ask all the fans in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to put this out there in the chat right now. Who are you booing? They're mo- I know what they're going to say. They're going to say Mo because he runs the front office. Uh, Mark, bad info. I knew it. No way. Because Madden was the last one. And I after knew that, it. No, they, they don't pay these guys nothing. Edit that out. No, can't. I mean, nothing is relative. Yeah. There, there's guys making millions, though. Yeah, but not. Girardi, when he signed with the Phils, I want to say it was like maybe three. Yeah, that's six and a half and three are huge difference. I know. But five for Yachty. You call him right now, Yachty. Five years. I don't think he'll do it. Thirty-five. After taxes. <laughs> yeah. Five years, thirty-five. Huge signing. Five bonus. years, thirty-five. That's seven a year. I'll, 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 I'll take that. Fine. Mosellock, call me. Five years, thirty-five. <laughs> Done. Braun had bad math. Five years, thirty-five. We'll go to seven. <laughs> Are you in? You have to. You have to be here tomorrow. Okay. I need you here I'm tomorrow because we can't afford. To have more bullshit games like we've been having right Lizzie now. We just Lock, lost a series me. to the Tigers. Call Low Kane. He'll, he'll be my bench coach. Now, with all of that <laughs> being said, outfield coach, let's go. They're not that far back. Nine, 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 nine games back is nine. not crazy. Yeah, the problem is, aren't they in last place? 
Yes, but the division's not good. The Pirates are not good. Oh, man. Yeah. They're not. Did they lose six this week? Seven in a row. Oh, yeah. Good Back-to-back week. sweeps. Hmm. And who – come on, give me a little. Brewers lost six in a row, You, you weren't on Friday's show, but I continued to emphasize – I've been mentioning it often – the Pirates are not good. They had a nice start. If this happened in August, you'd be like, that's cute. Now, instead of being 25 under, they're 15 under. Cool. <laughs> they're not good. They're, I, my whole thing was they're not going to lose 100, but they're not a playoff team. In that division, they might be. No, I, I think it gives a great opening for Milwaukee to go through its struggles. Brew Crew territory. Check it out. Uh <laughs> Cardinals to bounce back. The Cardinals, the Cardinals are on offense bad. alone are going to they're going to pick it what up. What about the Cubs? Goldie hit three home runs yesterday. The Cubs are sneaky. Picking each side of the ballpark too. What Center, right, left. Yeah, they're okay. It's a it's a really bad division. Both Cincinnati. centrals, both centrals are terrible. <laughs> no, Cincinnati. We've talked too much about Cincinnati okay. lately. It's the AL and the NL Central are just so much worse than AL East and AL East. NL West, even AL West. Okay, AL West I, I is can't not argue either. What's the, the record of the AL Central against the rest of the baseball is like three eighty or something? It's so just a, they, that's a huge difference in what you're bringing to the table there. So let's get to the NL West for a moment, shall we? Series of the weekend in my I'm mind. There, my blood it was comp- I know I I could go two more hours on that. I absolutely love. The beautiful disaster going oh. on in St. Louis. Listen, I love but I also Card- think they're going to pick it up. I played for the Cardinals, and I, I had a great time in St. Louis. I thought St. Louis was an awesome organization. I think people are, are shitting on them too much, though. I think they're making mistakes, but the, the roster from the position player side is so talented that they will be contending for a playoff spot. I, I, can't, I picked them mind. to win the division, so I can't And I still think that's right. possible. Like, very possible. Just based on position players alone. Goldie, three homers yesterday. You know he's going to be a stud. So, bat looks great. He often in the beginning of the season like just gets unlucky for a month or two. Um, that was my problem too, Low. I used to get unlucky for a no, month or two. No, <laughs> it'll happen. It's, it's happened months. multiple times. It's a couple months. I just get unlucky for a couple months. He will smoke the ball. Cardinals fans will back me up. He'll smoke the ball. It's happened like three out of the last four years. And there, it's just not landing. And then he's got the same like sudden his luck turns same around. barrel rate and the luck does turn around. So, just saying, uh, Nolan Arenado is not going to be this bad. He did not just not. suddenly fall off a cliff. It's I, I don't see it. So, anyway, <laughs> Padres-Dodgers was fun. So, Friday, Ugh. the Padres won the World Series. They celebrated. They had Kershaw crying on the big board. Which was, listen, I mean. Here it is. Oh, I, I hope I mean, you're watching listen. and not just listening today. Or at least you checked out this tweet that went viral. It should have. From the Foul Territory Twitter. When, I mean, when they lose, it's Kershaw crying on the big board. Come on. That's freaking awesome. It's so fun for the rivalry. It's just not professional. Because so? it comes – I know, but professional, it's – Professional. We Well, what happened the next two games? Sport. They lost, so then – Even better. That's cool. That's fun. <laughs> the Dodgers were – the Dodgers probably went in the in the clubhouse afterward. Again, here, you tell me. Let's start with Lowe. Kalo, you you guys lost to the Padres. They've got all kinds of steam. Tatis is out there shaking his ass, dancing for everybody, having a time. Also playing his ass off. He had two homers in the series. He was six for twelve. I mean, he played great. You go in the in the clubhouse after that first loss. Aren't you saying something along the lines of, 
I'm, I'm sorry. Did we just lose the World Series? They're celebrating like they won the World Series just now, and they're calling out our legendary pitcher. Doesn't that give you some some beef for the next two? I mean, that, that motivates me a little bit. But, you know, I I feel like I've never seen, you know, as far as people putting stuff like that on the Jumbotron, I don't think I've ever seen that before. You know, I I, I don't know if you guys can, can correct me or not. but No, I, yeah, I ain't that, never seen that. Yeah, I've never seen anything like that before. So that's new to me. But yeah, that gives me added motivation to go out there and, you know, kick some ass uh, the next day. So um, they got to figure it out. They'll get it going. You know, they're the Dodgers. They always find a way and they usually have really solid pitching um, every year. So um, I think they'll bounce back and, and, and continue to be in those, those Dodgers that we know uh, very well. The, the thing for me is the Padres finally beat the Dodgers in the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. But then they, did, they didn't make it to the World Series because the right. Phillies got them. But it was it was honestly I was I was there. I called the Padres Dodgers. It was like they won the World Series mm-hmm. when they beat them. I mean the city, the players, everybody was going crazy. Which great, you beat the Dodgers finally. Now it's a new year. Dodgers are kind of got off to a eh, start, right? Padres are oh, feeling feeling themselves a little bit. They win one game. It's the first game they played all year. You put Clayton Kershaw crying like the crying crying Jordan meme that's out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is Clayton Kershaw. This dude's had never done anything wrong to anybody that I know of. I mean, he's just a great dude. Competes, does says the right stuff, does the right stuff. But him, why, why not pick, I don't know, pick someone else. Don't pick Clayton. I know he pitched that game. Because he pitched. But don't pick him. Wait, let's also not bury the lead. The Dodgers are in first place in the National yeah. League West. They are three games better than San Diego. They're 21 and 14. Yeah. There's... Nothing wrong. I mean, obviously, sure, you can pick at any team, even the good ones, the powerhouse ball clubs. There's nothing wrong right now. If you if you closed your eyes in the offseason and you open them and you go, here we are, early May, where are my Dodgers at as a Dodger fan? You'd go, oh, great. This looks fine because we didn't do a ton in the offseason. We wanted to let the kids play, and they did, well, especially Altman, in yesterday's win. That Outman dude's a stud. Outman's a stud. And, but yesterday, you're good. down to your last out. Mookie, who had a tough series up until that point, he was over, hits a homer, and then your young guys, who is it, Bush, and then Outman represent for you, and you pull off a dub, and you win the series. Doesn't get much better than that. The other part, Eduardo Perez called out Fernando Tatis Jr. and said, that's what a superstar looks like, Nando, which, again, I love the drama on the broadcast. And I know he already came out, and, and I'm friends with, with Eddie. He's great. Um, he already came out and said my bad, and he was kind of cringing when he said it. I think he was more playing to – I know this in the TV world. You play to the shot. You know how that works? You see a shot, and, like, whatever comes out really quickly, you'll say. So I don't think he meant it the way he did. But also at the same time, I don't think it's bad either way. I've been pushing the Tatis as the villain of the league, which I think he's embracing. So it's all good. And Tatis had a hell of a series. So as far as results, he was a superstar in that series. I think deep, deep inside for Eddie, there is a little bit of thought of, hey, you were supposed to be this all-world everything on and off the field. And he, he's got all the talent, but it hasn't all been there in terms of, yeah, you, you had PD suspension. He wouldn't get the shoulder surgery. There's been other off-the-field shit. If you talk to the Padres, he's playing well. I'm going to let Lorenzo go because then I'm going to – Oh man, it's hard. That's a tough one right there. Oh, I mean, like you said, maybe he's embracing the villain aspect of everything. Um, and uh, some people need that added motivation to, to to drive them out there to make sure they're day in and day out 
focusing and locking in and, you know, keep them going. I, I'm, it's tough for me to kind of speak to this. Um, you know, I'm definitely not a big fan of him, you know, taking or whatever he took. Um, but yeah, it's kind of hard to, to add any, any, a much, um, much to this conversation because I don't really know much about it for one. So, uh, yeah, this is a, t- this is a tough call for me. Yeah. I talked to Eddie today. He called me because mm-hmm. I reached out because I knew this was coming up on the show. And I said, Eddie, what do you got? And I saw his apology. And what you said is I see it both ways. Okay. Padre fans are going to take it as a slight to Fernando, right? Everyone else is looking at it. Like, I don't really have that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal. Right. But Padre fans are like, Oh, we love our team. We love Fernando, blah, blah, blah. So when I talked to Eddie, I said, Eddie, what happened? And you know, I do TV, you do, you've done plenty of games. Mm-hmm. You try to follow what the director takes you to. So when you're talking, if I'm talking and saying that whatever I'm talking about, like I'm talking about foul territory, this foul territory show, and the director cuts to Lorenzo Kane, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, well, blah, 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 Lorenzo Kane, and you try to incorporate him more, blah, 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 Scott Broad. So whatever you're talking about, that's because you try to make the, the shots make sense to what you're talking about. Eddie said, if they would have showed Dave Roberts, he would have said Dave Roberts. If they, if it, he goes, if it would have been reversed, I would have said, you know, Mookie Betts. That's what a superstar looks like. If Fernando Tatis would have hit the home run, they would have shown Mookie. So he, he, he said, I just got caught, and he said, as soon as I said it, I knew he's like, oh, that didn't come out right. And I did, and again, listen, I got to take the guy at his word. He called me, and he said, I just misspoke. He's like, misspoke's not the right word. I said what I said, but it just, because I was doing what you're supposed to do on TV, which is follow the shots, because they don't tell you what they're going to show. And it was just Mookie giving a high five, and then they went right to Tatis. Because like you said, he had a great series. So Eddie's thought was, man, that's what a superstar looks like. And then Na- and Nando, they show him. So he's like, that's what a superstar looks like, Nando. And it just sucks, because it was a great series. The three great games, you got the crying Clayton Kershaw, you got the whole deal. And then this is the way it ends. Listen, I feel for Eddie. I see both sides of it. But, I mean, come on. It, it wasn't meant to be mean. It wasn't. It, meant, it was meant to be just, hey, this dude's really freaking good. It's Mookie Betts. And at the biggest stage off your all-star closer hater, ba-ba, tie game, they win in extra innings, right? So, listen, Eddie, you got a pass from me, brother. You're a great dude. And, you listen, I, as I told him on the phone, that's not something he would say, but it might be something I might have said <laughs> sometime. <laughs> but, but he – I mean, listen, I mean, that's that's <laughs> like neither here nor there. That's what I thought of. I'm, I, I watched that and I go, oh, AJ might have said that <laughs> just to rile up the crowd. It wasn't. He didn't, see, my thing is you have a pass for me, too, Eddie. And here's why. It was no big deal. No. You, just it, it was whether on, it was you, on national TV. I know, but whether you mean it. it or not, or you fumble words, which I do believe, too, happen. Also, let's keep in mind, I mean, Eddie is a master with Spanish and English. Like, I can't even master English. He's got both down, and you're playing the shots. There's a billion things going on. Take most human beings, put them in that booth to call a game. It's not what you think it is. It, no, there, I agree with that. There, there is a lot going on. Lorenzo, have you ever been in a? Have you ever sat in a TV booth and, and actually listened to what happens? I did for the first time in Kansas City this weekend, and it's tough, man. It's tougher than I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> They're in your city. ear going nuts. Yes, you can hear everything in your ears. I'm like, man, I don't know how you guys do this, man. But yeah, yeah it's it's uh it's a tough situation being. But like I said, they're pros now. They've been doing it for years, and it's it just it, it's just it's very easy for them now. So uh, yeah, I was definitely impressed uh, when I was up there listening to it all.
Yeah, it's it's no big deal what he said though. No, it's not like he like. I actually thought it was kind of funny. I did too. That's why I was like, oh, this is great. It's good for the game. And yeah, of course, Padres fans are going to get worked up. He said he's getting crushed by Padre fans. Oh, and he said he also is getting kind of crushed because you know he's Cuban. Yeah, and Fernando's Dominican. So then, of course, but it it did had nothing to do with anything. He just was making a comment. Correct. Because it's Dodgers Giants on ESPN, the whole deal Sunday night baseball. And what ever every yeah, who cares? Like, yeah, dude, go Eddie. On. He has to like and not like certain players no, or whatever. No, let me tell you he's something. He's being paid for his analysis. Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. As a as a guy that does this every Saturday, we don't hate any team. We don't I don't hate your team. I don't hate any team. And I don't root. I listen personally, I do root for the White Sox, okay? But when I'm doing a game. I do not I, – I try not to be overly positive towards the White Sox. I get bashed for being too negative for the White Sox. Or it doesn't matter. And I think it's Kevin Kugler who does all kinds of sports. On his Twitter bio it says, I hate every team. Just know when I call a game I hate both teams. Yeah. Because that's the perfect description. I don't – I'm there to call the game and honestly put the most positive spin on it for both sides, because I do one, I might do one. I did the Orioles and Braves. That might be the only Orioles game I do all year. I only want to see the good out of the Orioles. I don't. Might be the only Braves game I do all year. Guess what? I'm going to tell you all the good stuff. There's negative stuff. We'll talk about it, but I want to focus on the good stuff of your team because that's what I want to talk. I don't want to talk about the negative crap. Let's talk about the good stuff and how good your team. Dude, the Orioles and the Braves played a three-game series. It was awesome. All three games are unbelievable. Let's talk about the good stuff. Like, I don't hate your team. We don't, as announcers, we don't hate your team. There, There's almost nothing I could give less of a shit about than the actual final result of the game. Yes. When I'm calling the I game. I just want to be quick. And I, you should have been quick. <laughs> I want to be over. I, I want, it, I want yes. it clean. I just, you yeah, know, you it's, want it's a good much game. more fun to have a good pace and a good, yes. you know, action calling game experience versus a slog fest. It's, it, you know, I don't. I don't want to call the the Pirates Blue Jays from the weekend or something. When I mean, I'm just going to pick on them right now. I think it was like seven nothing in one of the games in like the third inning, and you're like, oh, okay, here we go. That's where the pitch clock helps a lot. But point being, this is a neutral experience. But I, I, that's why I think it's fun. Like I, I got that every time. Instant feedback on YouTube for the past oh. like three, four years because oh. there's a chat going on like this with thousands of comments. Every time I would make a call, because I'm also trying to incorporate those questions into the broadcast, every time I make a call, this guy hates the Mariners. This guy hates the Guardians. Oh, you're such a homer for whatever. I'm calling a national game. I'm going to get excited for both sides. Exactly. exactly. I'm sorry. And I also would always say, you can toggle to listen to your radio feed. We had that option. So that's all good. It's fun absolute good, clean fun in Sunday night baseball and a great rivalry between those teams. But let's not forget the Dodgers are in first place right now. The Rays and the Yankees met up this past weekend. This is a good series too. This was a great series. And Friday, the Randy Land promotion was on and it is glorious. And if he homers, it's free beer for the Randy Land section. He did. And he homered. He almost did it in the Rays, the, the actual Rays tank out there. By the way, I love those uniforms. The Devil Rays ones? Yeah. Yeah, those are awesome. Yeah. But wait, then he gets hit by a pitch. Wait, then he gets hit by a pitch again. Are the Yankees bothered by the fact that Randy Rosarena is having fun and he has a pose 
after he touches third base on his way home from a homer trot. And by the way, I don't think, unless I've missed it, the Yankees still don't have any kind of fun celebration on their homers, do they? They have a few uh, teams. Phil Nevin used to, or the hand Giancarlo. No, I know that. I'm saying that everyone's got their dugout skit. Oh. Do the Yanks have it yet? Trevino told us last time they were going to have I something. I didn't see anything. I haven't, I haven't noticed anything unless I'm missing it. I don't know. Let's find out. So, anyway, the Rays end up taking the series. Rays win on Friday. Yankees win 3-2 on Saturday. By the way, Harrison Bader looks really good for them at the plate. He had the two-run single. That was the difference. Also homered on Sunday. But the Yankees blew a six-run lead on Sunday. And the series goes to the Rays, and the Yankees continue to tumble a little bit. You know, for all the talk about the Cardinals, are the Yankees not just as far back in the division? The Yankees, no, they're further back, actually. I remember. I I checked this morning. They're 10 games back. We are absolutely destroying the Cardinals. The Yankees are 10 games back of the Rays, and they just lost a series to them. The Yanks were chirping back at the Rays' dugout. Randy heads to first. He wanted to throw his back. He wanted to fire And he held back. back. The Yanks just look like they're trying to pick a fight. And for me, what did the Rays do wrong? They hit a home run. Oh, I'm sorry that the Rays have pop and they have an absolute blast. And then Kevin Cash gets booted. That was This was after the second this hit by the pitch. second time. And Kevin Cash comes to talk it out. And the Rays get a warning. And then Cash gets booted from the game. I give Cash a lot of credit right here because he's pretty – He's much more calm than most guys would have been. I would have been freaking out. They're targeting my dude. Okay. As we're watching this little, I would say calm discussion between Cash and Ump. Locane, was this intentional? Oh, very much. Yes. Very very much. I I think it was intentional. Uh, You know, the Rays are having fun. They're having a blast out there. And, hey, they're playing some great baseball. They're whooping up on everybody. And – and the Yankees are going the other way. So, to me, that looks like they're trying to just start a fight, pick a fight, and, hey, just just take the ass whooping like a man and move on, you know? that That's where I'm at with it. It just it, – I don't – why do you throw – did dude hit a home run? Go – if you're the pitcher, go hit yourself with the ball. You're the one that gave up the home run. Exactly. In today's game, you can bat flip and do all kinds of – people – I mean – it takes Fernando Tatis. He's, he forget. He does so many things around the bases. Sometimes he forgets. Like at each base, he's got like a dance step. Acuna. Acuna does it. Yeah. And Randy. Yeah. yeah well, sorry. They hit homers and they have fun. Sorry, fun. no fun police. Yeah. That to me, that is so tired that you're hitting a dude because of that. Still, are you not watching baseball right now? People want people want the sellies. That's what I'm saying. So why are the Yankees being the no-fun police in this case? I don't know. Ask Locaine. Salvador Perez was the no-fun police to Tim Anderson one time. Let's find out. <laughs> who, who put you in charge of the no-fun league? Hey, well, I, don't, I don't think I was there yet. I don't think. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, you know, well, I, I already with the more Casamarji, you know, after I think Moose took him opposite the K. And then, you know, I'm hitting after Moose, and I get squared up in the back. You know, kind of just gave him a look. You know, he's a big boy. Don't get me wrong. He's a big boy. But, uh, yeah, Samarja squared me up in the back. So, I, I've definitely been hit on purpose a few times. So, I, I understand um, what the Rays are going through. I've been there. But, uh, yeah, for me, it's you give up a home run, just take it. Hey, you give up a home run, go strike the next guy out. That's how I, I would approach the situation. If you don't like it, get me out. We've been talking about, about this about. for years. I thought we passed this. It's still I thought we'd gone past this, though. And then the Yankees were all fired up. Like, is like, like when they, what was it, the Bader? Bader home run. run. Yeah. Bader had a good and series, like, by the way. Let's go. Yeah, like, like, these guys, 
let's fuck them up, whatever. I'm like, are you? Do you need that motivation? I just, I just, just thought it was so soft on the Yanks side. They're like, they're coming after. No, you hit a guy twice. Sorry that they're having a good time and they're in first this place. This is bad on the umpires too, though. I, I, I don't like bagging on umpires, but yes, you do. No, not really. I like sometimes. Umpires. I like umpires, but. Why do they give a warning? Like they they knew damn well in Sparksdale was the umpire that Kevin Cash got kicked out by. He's been in this game for like 30 years at the big league level. And telling me he didn't know that the second time he got hit wasn't on purpose. I mean, the first time, okay, maybe he got away, but the second time, and he got it. I'm talking the second one was like right here. So that was one of those, okay, I'm hitting this dude no matter what pitches. Yeah. So he telling me the umpires didn't know what do they do. It's a cop out. It's like, oh, warning. Warning, don't do it anymore, guys. I'm going to take your ball away and go home. Like, no. Like, they knew Abreu did that on purpose. He should have been gone. Kick him out. Right away. Whoop, gone. Mm-hmm. And then it stops it. But instead, warnings, then it? Kevin Cash, it's kind of like the uh, Rocco baldelli Herman thing with the Yankees. With the Rosin thing, right? We've had two incidents out of the Yankees. Both times, the wrong managers got kicked out of the game. Mm-hmm. Or the wrong player, whatever you want to call no, it. No, you're right. I mean, if... If they would have kicked him out right away after that second hit by a pitch, I don't think anyone would. Well, have Boone would have come out and argued. Cause, yeah, oh, and he, got away, he probably would have you know, gotten. He would have given the standard. Kicked. He wasn't throwing at him. It slipped. You know, he didn't have rosin. I mean, but the, the non-biased world would have said, "Yep, that was deserved. Yeah. He should be ejected from the game." They've now targeted him twice. The Rays did the Rays hit the Yanks in that game? I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, either. there was one. I think. Did it, they have it? Was, a, hit but by it was a breaking ball. Okay, that doesn't count. Did yeah. any other heaters? I don't think Hit so. Hit the other side? Okay, you're out. You know what was funny? Okay, so one time we had warnings, and we couldn't throw at a guy. So I forget who the pitcher was. He goes, I'm going to hit him with a breaking ball. <laughs> and I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, they'll never kick me out. It was smart. Hit the guy with a breaking ball. No it's a breaking ball. I wasn't trying to hit him. See, that's, that's good awesome. for all the times we go, he wasn't trying to hit him. He forget threw who the pitcher him. was. They're like, I'm going to hit him with a breaking ball. <laughs> and he didn't get kicked out. Didn't get kicked out. That's good shit. Uh, that's next level. But the bigger story to me is on Sunday – so the Rays won game one, they get that game. They lost game two. Game three, they're down six nothing to Garrett Cole. They win the game. They come back, scored six on him in one inning. And Aaron Boone took some heat. I don't know if you saw the interviews after the game, but the Yankee fans were fired up at Boone because he's like, Well, I don't know. I should have maybe gotten him, but I didn't. I da 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 game. Yeah, but- kind of the standard answer. But I'm like, dude, that's your guy. Like Garrett Cole's been pitcher of the month. You're not expecting Christian Bethencourt to hit a three-run homer and give up six in one inning. That's why I wish managers sometimes would just bite right back and be like, no, sorry, have you watched Cole pitch? And also, you were all over me for pulling Herman. I know, different scenario, and you didn't like that he gave up some runs, but get off me. I'll go Cole all day. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's your guy. Yeah. Well, like he was pulled in the playoffs, some people were wondering, remember? Yeah. Can't have it both ways. No. And Bader, I-, I agree. Bader, listen, Harrison Bader... Yeah, serious. He had some. Yeah, he, he looked great. He had homers, big hits, RBIs. But he was the best player on the Yankees. Mm-hmm. No, they needed him back. And Judge is supposed to be back on Tuesday. We'll see. Hopefully, for Yanks fans' purposes, because you're down ten games to the race. It was a tough series for them. Let's run hot corner. I have two things. One serious. One fun. Let us start with a little knee drop. Uh, that I caught over the weekend. Matthew Pouliot, who who tweeted this out. He works for NBC. So see the screenshot here? He got the left knee in front of third base. That's Bay sliding into the bag head first. And the comment from Matt was, instead of my usual argument that this is actually obstruction, 
I just like MLB to adopt or clarify a rule that you're not allowed to drop your knee in front of the base when you don't have the ball. If nothing else, it would be good for player safety. I do agree with this. I know there's a physicality component. No. Okay. No. So you want to know how you stop it? Truck stick them. Go in with your cleats. Tell them, Locaine. Dude nope. drops a knee. Guess what you do? You go in with your cleats and you freaking spike the crap out of them. Guess what they do next time? They get the hell out of your way. They'll move. Go in, go in hard with a spike to the to the leg. I promise you, they'll start to move. So I, I'm not a big fan of it. You know, I hey, they want to block it. I'll figure out how wait uh, another way to get around it or. I'm going straight into the lake. That's just how it works. They're in your me, way. Anyways. Uh, you're, yeah. Run Go in over. with the cleats. How about run them over? Can't do that anymore. Yeah. Change that rule. But they're rule. they're in front of the bag, giving you no lane. And Where was he supposed to slide in that fight? That's why I'm saying. You look at that, and you're begging for injury. Or I know guys can't run. Someone should do it. And yeah, sure, you can do the. Who's going to be the bad guy? The, the cleat slide. Ah, oh, man. That's the only time I wish I was I was playing. Where I'm just like, someone's got to do it because then it'll get talked about. Just literally just run straight into the person. You do not have the baseball. It's it's a thing. It's Dude, just it's I, what it, guys do. stolen bases. Guys do it all the time. I'm sure Lowe can will tell you that. When he used to steal bases, dudes would drop their knee in front of the base. There's nowhere for the runner to go. That's why you mm-hmm. see guys breaking fingers because they, they try to get around them. They clip their thumb on the base. That's why they all wear that oven mitt that gives them like six extra inches. And for that, you're trying to slide head first. Yeah, but so you want to stop it, I promise you. Feet first. You go oh, feet yeah. first and you spike that dude, mm-hmm. they will get out of the way. You, okay. you usually you usually know the guys that, you know, like just drop the knee in front of the bag. So you go into it thinking like, all right, this guy loves to drop his knee in front of the bag, so I'll be ready. I have my spikes up ready to go. So, hey, you don't want to get spiked, don't drop your knee in front of the bag. It's that simple. Who was the first baseman that, that – no. I don't want to say there's some first baseman that used to do it on pickoffs too. They do that. Drop the knee. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And then guess what? They step right on their ass. Step on it. Yep. Guess what they won't do next time? They will not put their knee there. Mm-hmm. Good. We solved the world's problems like yep. in a minute. Okay. <laughs> but nobody knows how to slide feed first anymore. That's true. That's what I'm saying. Is it not happening enough to stop the knee down situation? Apparently yeah. not. If we were showing pictures of Matt Chapman dropping, that's what I'm saying. It's it's not a lot of guys that do it. It's only a few. It's a select select few guys that that loves to drop the knee in front of the bag. But like I said, you know the guys who love to do it going into the game. So you just got to be prepared and ready to go. And you have to just change your slide up. And you know if you get a few spikes in the knee or leg, I, I promise you things you'll slowly start to uh, rethink that uh, dropping the knee down in front of the bag. Curious to see. Matt's a super smart baseball mind. He, really good follow. Uh, I want to see his response. We'll, we'll send it to him. All right, this one's fun. Favorite player in the world for Yoshida is Bryce Harper, and they met. And he's been on that fan club from day one. So Harper was all about it. He gave him signed gear. We've got a lot of coverage of this one, so let's show it. Yoshida was floored to meet him. And he's playing well, so have a time. This is cool to me. You know, this is a player who internationally was a star. And, of course, he's watching the big leagues and dreaming about playing there. And now here he is as a rookie. And Harper's got two signed bats. I think one of the things that he gave him, because I saw cleats there too, something he gave him was from the postseason last year. Like something with some value to it. 
um, that's great maybe a signed bat that's or something awesome like that. To do. Yeah, that's cool. So I was all about it. He comes, was thrilled. Listen, when another player comes up to you and says, oh, here you go. Two autographed bats. This is from Ian Brown, who covers the team every day, including one he used in the NLCS last year. Yoshida met his idol. That's really cool. It's really cool. But anytime a player comes up to you, another player, and says, hey, can you sign something for me? Well, yeah. It, it, yeah, of course. That's That means that's respect from, like, your peers. Hey, man, you're pretty good because I'm not asking 26 guy in a roster to sign something. So, mm-hmm. bad respect. Oh, yeah, 100%. He's been on the fan in the fan club for a while, too. Like, he said, I can't find it right off the jump here, but he said some funny lines, you know, like about – being a huge Bryce fan, and some Phillies fans were like, why didn't we sign him? Where are you going to put him? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I mean, he ain't got nowhere to put him. The Phillies are fine. Their offense will be good. Let's do a little uh, pick action. Let's make some money, shall we? Let's first backtrack. As always, accountability is key. Your bet MGM locks for Monday. First going back to Friday. Big whiff for me. But, like, it played out to an extent the way I thought, except for the Guardians not scoring that whole part of it i was like this feels low scoring so okay idiot take the under you know and uh, it was two nothing kepler homer so i lost on my cleveland money line i, I did tell kratzy on his mania case and he beat that so that sucked but todd father going plus 185 on the tigers to beat the cardinals he goes they're 0 for 10 first game of the series nailed it great call so updated money bags for everyone 16 and 11 aj's climbing 7-12, and 12, don't let him get hot. And Locaine's about to make his, his third pick ever. He's up 90. Don't let him get hot. <laughs> Ready for our BetMGM locks of the day for Monday. Locaine, you go first because you're, you're picking on the Cardinals game. What do okay. you see? Yeah. So, you know, I know you guys have been down on the Cardinals, okay? They won on Sunday. This is where they turn things around, okay? Get on a, a small little winning streak here. And uh, I picked them to beat the uh, Chicago. Gonna put down a hundred bucks on them. And uh, yeah, I, I expect great things uh, during this series. Wait, did, hold on. Did you see who's pitching? I just want you. I want to make. Did you look at the pitching matchups? I saw it. Okay. You saw Strowman. This is this is the time. Okay, Strowman's been locked in. Don't get me wrong. He's he's locked in. But this is the time for the Cardinals to turn things around. We've been down on them the entire show. We've been down on them. Okay, I'm gonna be a little upbeat. I'm gonna get them going, you know. Throw some, throw some good juju their way, <laughs> and they find a way to pull it out. It's Michaelis tonight on the St. Louis side. Yes. I, I, I yes. can see it. I mean, I see it. it Strowman's been so good. It's plus one ten, and I'm like, good. that's it for St. Louis. I thought they would have been like plus one thirty or something. Yeah. So, you know, but like it's cold though. It's cold and rainy in uh, in Chicago. <sighs> yeah, meaning what? I'm just saying, there's not a lot of offense, probably. I don't know. Cardinals offense looked pretty good yesterday. And it's just a matter of, like, when are they going to just light it up on offense? It might not be against Stroman, but maybe Stroman only goes five or six, and they beat up the bullpen. Okay. Well, the bullpen's I, I like, just listen, okay. I like it. Okay. You, you do you, Lo. You pick all who right. you want to pick. I pick, and I'm wrong all the time. So yep. I guess. And <laughs> we're wrong. both. I'm wrong baseball, all the time. That's we're both on the White Sox. You just never know. Yeah, well, we're both on the White Sox in different ways tonight, so. I've got them. What I've got I just, them. It was the way you said it. In di- we're bo- okay. That's what she said. <laughs> um, we have the White Sox at minus one twenty-five. I'll take the money line in that one to beat the Royals. I'm just like, Cease is going to turn it around. 
He's going to adjust. He's giving up a lot of hard contact. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't see that command faltering long-term. I just think that he's going to make the adjustment. His stuff's still good. It's not like, oh, like, I don't know. I, I don't think he's hurt. Obviously, it's not age. He's in the prime of his career. I just think he's had some command issues, and I think he's going to fix it, well, in my opinion. So, yeah. And I think the offense keeps going. I was considering the over for this game, too, but I was like, mm, I'm worried that Cease might just like absolutely dominate. So I'll just go White Sox money line. They're minus 125, which to me felt a little light as well. I, when I went down, I expected like a minus 140. So I said, okay. I'll take it. I know Granky's coming off like one of his better starts. Although I looked, he went five shutout innings last time around three hits. They don't let him go third time through. He, he had 44 pitches in five innings. <laughs> and they said, see you, Zach. Nope. So for me, that's a plus because he's well rested, though. He is well rested and you might pitch well, but the Royals bullpen stinks. Mm -hmm. I know the White Sox bullpen stinks, but I don't know. I just I see this one like eight two tonight for Chicago. So I was considering the run line, but I'm like, just just, just win, baby. play it. Play it simple right now. You got to get back on a winning streak. You? Okay. Well, I, all the things you just said, except you mentioned Dylan Cease, I'm taking over five and a half Ks. One thing, he might be giving up hard contact, but that dude strikes everybody out. I, I thought this would be like a seven number, seven and a half for strikeouts and only five mm -hmm. and a half because he can punch some dudes out now quick. I know one minus 140, but man, I'm thinking like that should, I thought that would be at least a seven, seven and a half number. Is he? I mean, he's only been going five, usually about five innings, but he still gets his eight, nine punch outs every time. Yes. So when he gets an out, it's usually a punch out. Now, dude might hit it hard, but it's usually a punch out when he gets an out. So for me, this was pretty easy. You know, they win or not, I, I, unless something crazy happens, he should get five and a half punch outs against any lineup he throws against. Yeah, that, and he's heavily favored to do it. You know, and same I thought, thing. But I, again, I thought I thought it'd be like seven or eight. And then I would have thought about it a little more. That one seemed easy to me. Yep. Yeah. Which I'll be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> if he pitches well, he will hit that mark. Easy. He it's really that just easy. about like, is he in such a mechanical rut that he only goes a few innings because they're hitting him? You know? Otherwise, if yeah, he pitches. It's not like the Royals' offense is the 27 Yankees. No, that's why I, I'm with you. I, I would tell the hell out of that right now. I just. And, and I, as far as strikeouts, though, Royals' offense. I mean, they don't strike out a ton. It's not a heavy. I, I'm, I'm but trying to look Cease that up. But if gets over impact. one in inning, no matter who he pitches. Yeah, it is. doesn't matter. No, I agree. I think he's it's your contact proof kind of pitcher. He can strike out anyone. Yes. So I'm with you. All right. So tell us if you'd like or fade us. We don't care. We we, we have no hard feelings towards you. It's ten to get a hundred instantly. Still running for you if you use the spicy MLB promo code. You sign up and deposit at least ten bucks into your newly created. BetMGM Sportsbook accounts on iOS or Android. Get that app. Place a pregame money line wager of at least 10 bucks on any MLB team to win its standard odds price. And you get 100 bucks in bonus bets instantly. If you sign up in Massachusetts or Ohio, it's 200 in bonus bets. Again, spicy MLB is the promo code. Always bet responsibly. Gambling problem or concern? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And we have reached the conclusion. But we still have things to do. So let us slap hands. Okay, so first off, Fair Territory is on fire this week with Ken Rosenthal. I got to some of it. Can't wait to listen to the rest. Post it on pod, so check it out. And if you want to see Ken's show, 
and watch it with all the pretty graphics and Ken yelling at the screen on YouTube, it is there for you. So go to youtube.com slash at foul territory show. And on the playlist there is, is fair territory. It's very easy to find. And then on, on Apple podcasts or Spotify, there are multiple ways to get to it. So no excuses, fair territory, foul territory, whatever you type in, you'll get to Ken. He's got a lot on Dodgers Padres. Cardinals with Wilson Contreras, of course, Bryce Harper's comeback gives you the whole wrap up of the week and what he's hearing from sources around the league. And he also, he's going to backtrack on one team that he had thoughts on. So that's all I'll say. Fair territory, catch it. Let us know what you think about it. Um, Also for Locaine, there was one other thing we wanted to show from your special weekend. So it's a play on words. (laughs) <laughs> you know no, what I'm he getting didn't to? He like he knows what's coming, so I like He that. does or doesn't? Does not. No, I think he does. I don't, I don't. Didn't you receive a very special gift, Adam uh, Casey? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Tell yes. us what you got from your boy, Salvi. Oh, man. That's a nice little cane there, you know. Um, I was always complaining <laughs> my feet hurt all the time, you know. Tired, so, you know, I had a little section out of center field uh, called a Raising Canes. So they were walking around with canes. They would have like, you know, old man mask and suits on out there. And yeah, so it was a it was a fun little deal. But uh that was a pretty pretty neat deal he did for me there. <laughs> and it was a golden cane? Is that yeah, what it golden was? Golden cane had stuff engraved in it. So uh I could put it in the man cave one day and uh always <laughs> check it out. <laughs> That's You're not cool. gonna use it? You always complain, <laughs> like you said, you always complain on this show about your feet hurting and all this stuff. Give me like ten more years, okay? You know, just like ten more years. Yeah, dude, I'm <laughs> way older than you are. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Locaine, how many stolen bags did you have? I don't know, not as many. How as much he outfield did. did you cover? You're you can complain about your knees, right? Yeah, but I don't. I know. Well, we'll get you something. We'll get you knee pads or something. Okay, yeah. that thing is pretty cool. That though. is cool. That is nice. It was like, sweet. It was really. It looks sweet, like you know? a like Noah or Moses with the staff. Yes, <laughs> parting the waters. Yes. Yes. And I'd like to do um, a a little uh, RIP to a great in this game. Um, Vita Blue passed away this weekend at the age of 73. Thoughts are with the family. Um, And I know a lot of A's fans are really upset at this time as well. Um, Gone too soon. Big part of the game um, at a time period for Oakland A's baseball to, to really thrive. So... We're thinking about um, anyone that's been connected to Vita Blue in the past who had a personal relationship with him um, and was a great ambassador to the game as well. Um, And then one more thing we'd like to do here is you've got a buddy who you call games with sometimes. Now, you didn't have him this weekend. No. yeah, you and you and Adam Amin were calling almost every week last year. We do a week, lot, yeah. We year. do the playoffs together. Yeah, you do the playoffs Adam together. Amin, You've got a lot of Benetti this year, Benetti. I've been hearing. Mm-hmm. Those are two of my favorites. So I usually have Adam Amin with me when I do games. He does the Bulls every day. Mm-hmm. It's the Bulls play-by-play. He also does NFL and Fox with Mark Schlereth. Well, tonight, we actually we talked about this last week in Miami because we did the game in Miami last week at dinner. And he said, I'm making my DJ debut. And I said, wait, what? So his buddy, someone knows a guy who said, hey, I do a DJ thing on Monday night at this place called Prism in Chicago. So tonight, 10 p.m., Adam Amin, D- I was like, you got to come up with a cool name, wear a mask, there, there's all the information. But tonight at 10 o'clock, at DJ Adam Amin, got just, an hour set, and he's freaking out. I'm pissed that I didn't get an invite. He is 
freaking out because he's like, I want my set list to be good. He's yeah. said for like a month now, he's just done nothing but listen to music and how to, I don't know anything about DJ and how to take one song to the next. And I was that. just at on stage with Chris Lake, who's one of the top DJs on the planet uh, two days ago. Name drop. Incredible night. Yeah, I'm, I'll take it. Black Book <laughs> Records for life, baby. But I'm just, I'm, I'm a little pissed that I didn't get an invite and also just didn't know about this. Because yeah. I tried felt to keep like, it quiet because he's like, what if I just completely screw this up? I'm like, dude, no. first of all, it's a Monday night. Yeah. It's 10 p.m. So all you ravers haven't really got going yet. No, and I don't do Monday nights. That's industry nights. That's like yes. you're, you're working. But that's why the they weekends. want him to do it. They want to try to get people to come. Yeah. Because of his name. But good luck, play Adam. This. Play this. You won't play our theme no, song. No, you gotta you know, he has one request. He has got to play a shaggy song in there. Okay. Wasn't me. He's gotta get that in there, Adam, if you're listening. You yeah, I don't know if this is like Prism's like a club, so he's got to get some electronic in there. Oh no, he said it's all EDM. It's all EDM. Yeah, Adam, mostly. text me. I've got a lot of suggestions for you. Well, we had a we have a thing where he had to get it wasn't me in there for at least just it wasn't. Li me. Yeah, well, you can use that in a little transition yeah. to get into some house music. So, have a good one. Okay. Hey, Locane, awesome having you back, and congrats again on the retirement ceremony. Hey, always a pleasure, you guys. I will see you real soon. Yes. You know, yeah. Good, good times coming in the future. And catch Locaine on Brew Crew territory that gets released tomorrow for Brewers fans. We'll see you on Tuesday. Big guests coming up this week, but I'm not telling until tomorrow. See you then. Foul Territory fans, listen up. Our friends at BetMGM are running an MLB Bet $10 Get $100 Instantly promo with the bonus code SPICYMLB. Here's how it works. Sign up and deposit at least $10 into your newly created account. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android. Place a pregame money line wager of at least $10 on any MLB team to win at standard odds price, and you will receive $100 in bonus bets instantly. If you sign up in Massachusetts or Ohio, you receive $200 in bonus bets. Use the bonus code SPICYMLB.